0: This is episode number 12, How to Build a Tribe, with former teacher turned world record holder, award-winning author, and founder of Project Awesome, Danny Bent. Welcome to the Unconventionalist podcast. My name is Mark Roost, former overweight corporate dropout turned award-winning mental health activist, published author, social entrepreneur, and certified life coach. In each episode, I bring an inspiring story or message to help you turn ideas into action so you can go out and do something meaningful. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now, let the show begin. Welcome back to the show and thank you so much for tuning in today. If you listened to previous episodes, then you officially rock. And if this is your first time to the Unconventionalist podcast, a very warm welcome to you, too. If someone you know recommended you to listen to the show, please give them a virtual chess bump for me, as I really appreciate it when you spread the word. As always, in each episode, we share some valuable resources with you, and I've made sure to add all the links in the show notes for you, which you can access at www.markderus.com forward slash 12. If you do one thing today, make sure it's to go over on iTunes and to look for The Unconventionalist and subscribe to the show. And if you're listening to this on your phone, please click subscribe in your podcast app of your choice if you haven't done so already. Basically, by subscribing to the show, you help the show be more visible, and therefore you help me spread the word. And as a result, I can keep on inviting amazing and inspiring guests so I can pick their brain and share their wisdom and lessons with you. If you're over on social media, you can find me under at Mark LaRouste, over on Twitter, Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, you know the deal. I'm particularly excited about today's guest, Danny Bent. But before I dive into why Danny is particularly awesome, this was my first outdoor interview. So yay to celebrating a milestone. This also means that you'll have to bear with me with the sound quality at times, as I'm still learning how to work out my secondhand sound equipment that I bought for the show. In fact, if you're a sound expert and you're listening to this and you can help me figure out how the hell to work out my Zoom H4... Give me a holler. But back to today's guest. Danny is an award winning author, celebrated journalist, and online contributor for the Huffington Post. He was voted by the City of London to be one of the 50 most inspirational people in London and the 100 happiest people in the UK, according to The Independent on Sunday. Danny has competed for Great Britain and to this day still hauls the world record for bog snorkeling triathlon. He cycled 9,000 miles from London to India, where amongst Other things, felt a cold barrel of a semi-automatic gun against his forehead and woke up one morning finding maggots in his beard. Hmm. After his trip to India, he continued his venture in America, where he raised more than half a million dollars for the people affected by the Boston Marathon bombings by organising a coast-to-coast relay in the USA. He came back to London and founded Project Awesome in 2014 a super loud and colourful free workout in London bringing hundreds together each morning and keeping London fit whilst finding the cracks of rainbow within predominant greyness of London. Danny recently finished runner-up in the reality TV series Special Forces Ultimate Hell Week that was broadcasted on BBC2. He came in seven minutes short in the final 11-minute race against Dr. Claire Miller. Sorry for the spoiler. We talk about his experience on the show in depth, during our interview, but I wanted to share with you the following quote that Danny wrote on the Huffington Post. I've completed Ironman triathlons, raced in my country's team kit, cycled 9,000 miles from London to India, broken world records, taken part in European CrossFit competitions amongst other crazy sporting challenges. I'd survived falling 10 meters off a cliff face, I'd enjoyed a 15-mile-per-hour bicycle accident, and suffered sickness in India like no other. How much tougher could this be? The short answer, a lot tougher. In our interview, we talked about why being yourself is the only thing you should be focusing on, why Project Awesome is spreading like wildfire, how to start your own tribe, how to survive the most brutal experience of your life, how to overcome that little voice inside your head that tells you to quit, why no one is a morning person, and why a hug can be the most powerful weapon you possess. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the one and only Danny Bent. Danny, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, it's great to have you. I know we've uh, been talking about doing this uh, podcast for a few <laughs> months now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, half a year, uh, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> and I know it's uh, partly because I, uh, I actually haven't got my ass out of bed at 5 a.m. And, uh, and come and done your work uh, workout. Oh, Project Awesome. So we are now next to London Bridge um, on this beautiful uh, November morning, and we just completed Project Awesome. Do you want to tell us a bit more about what Project Awesome is all about, Danny?
1: Um, Project Awesome is free fitness. It's for for everyone, and it's going to be free forever. And it's super colorful, super um, loud, a little bit feral. And um, we hug, we high-five, we shout, and then we, like, We do a badass workout that leaves you feeling like you've been run over.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a good description. I mean, I didn't know what to expect, and I've been following you on social media. I saw the pictures, and I knew just how much your community loved it. And it started about a year ago in August, 2014. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you celebrated your one year anniversary recently with some amazing pictures. Um, So, just just, I want to pause Project Awesome here for a second, because actually, what I do. When I actually get excited about a guest, I do a bit of research, so I go a little oh bit geeky, I go geeky, and I sort of read up a little bit about you, and, and you know, I'm, you're a pretty awesome guy. Oh, well, thanks very much. You've you <laughs> done, you've, you've done so, you know, pretty awesome stuff, like from cycling 9,000 miles
1: from, from the UK to India. Yeah. Uh, which was a childhood dream. A childhood dream, yeah, from... 11 years old yeah. the, the, my head teacher got the class all up at the front of uh, we were leaving to go to senior school they're saying what do you want to do when you um when you grow up and everyone kind of said doctor lawyer footballer all these kind of regular things and then it came to me and i was this skinny little kid and if with big ears if it, if it wasn't for my ears you probably wouldn't be able to see me <laughs> and um said what do you want to do danny and they and i said i want to uh, uh, cycle around the world and raise money for charity And that kind of, I I forgot about it. It was only my mum who reminded me when I told her I was going to cycle to India. That She was like, well, you've given me 20 years to prepare for this. (laughs) (laughs) It's only fair. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: Yeah, awesome. And um, so you wrote a book about it. Yep. called You've Gone Too Far This Time, Sir? Something. That's exactly right. Is that the title? Yeah. Did I get right? Yeah. Well, well done. So, <laughs> so we've got a few things in common. One of them is being dyslexic. Yeah. And uh, I completely fuck up the titles of, of books and names of people. Um, so I'm glad I got that right. Yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty good. And uh, that got you uh, uh, an award. Did. right
1: readers people's choice something yeah, yeah. like that? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what it is. Yeah. As well. <laughs> people's choice. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, it's so amazing to be as a dyslexic child. I mean, uh, you know, at 11 years old, when I was saying I wanted to cycle around the world, it was um, all my books were absolutely covered in red pen. So I was like, I, like, there's no way on earth I can call myself a writer or anything of that manner because it, I, mean, I failed everything. I failed GCSE English. And, but I just enjoyed like writing my blogs when I was on the ride so much. I thought well, I'm going to put them all together. I'm going to put a bit of story around it. And, um, that got picked up by a publisher. And then before I know it, it sold like hundred thousand copies. And so, I mean, that's to be a bestseller, you have to sell 50,000 copies. So yeah. I'm freaking believable. Yeah. Like, I still, even now, like people say to me, um, How do you like to be described? And like, Do we call you an author? I'm like, No, because that makes me feel awkward. Yeah. Because right. I'm definitely not a failed English GCSE. Right. But, but if anything, you know, <laughs> if, any, if anyone listening to this at any single point, I'm the kid at school that was absolutely ridiculed for his ability at English. And I've got a best selling book, an award winning book. I mean,
0: so we've got one thing in common out of that. So I wrote a book, it definitely did not become a best selling book. Uh, and I also really struggled at school. So I was made. I was ridiculed in front of my classmates and put in front of the class, kneel down, and they showed my copy and put all the spending mistakes, and I was brought up in France. Um, and do you think the struggle that you went through as a kid at school helped you to be the man you are today?
1: Yeah, I definitely think so. I think, like you know, I went through a kind of, I guess there was a, a couple of things, like there was the, the, the dyslexia was definitely one of them, and that, 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 um, the written version of that is just one um, one strand of that dyslexia that I struggled with, and I um, the other side is just like having a, a a brain like a a frog in a blender. So like you just like it's all over the place. You're trying to retrieve that kind of foot of the frog, and you like you've got no frigging idea where it is, and it's just all jumbled up. Um, and then there was. Oh, so I've forgotten where I was. I love it. No, yeah, no, like, so, yeah. Like, this is it. Fucking the blender. It's just gone, just gone, just gone, just gone mental. So, we are just talking about how the struggle uh, as a child helps. Yeah, the struggle helped as you. a child. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and then, you, but you. Were, I was very lucky that I had a very, very caring mum who sat down with me every night. And we, um, I read her a chapter of a book and she would stroke my head as, as you know, even when I was growing up, eight, nine, ten. And um, then she would read me a chapter and stroke my head. I mean, that's a perfect kind of evening right. for mum and son to have. Yeah. And that definitely helped me kind of get over it to a certain extent. And then, but I mean, you, you hear like, dyslex, um, Einstein was dyslexic, Richard Branson's dyslexic, and they say eighty percent of self-made millionaires are dyslexic. And I had a conversation with my mum the other day, like, because she's she's dyslexic, that hence why she knew what was going on and tried to help me. And she was say, and I was saying, would you? Like I said, I was saying I would always choose to be dyslexic over not being not dyslexic because I think it's, yeah. it's helped me in so many other ways in the creative, the creative way my brain works. Because the- you've got to find different ways to, to cope with things, yeah. right? So you've got, you've got to find ways to make things more
0: interesting. So it may be when I guess when you were a teacher and you had to make things more creative when you had to teach like geography or, yeah. or whatever it is. Um, <clears throat> beg your pardon. And there's a story, the little anecdote, which is when I was in my first year of university, I broke up with my uh, with my first kind of long term girlfriend. And when I told my mom, the first thing she told me was like, well, at least, you know, Richard Branson was dyslexic too. <laughs> that was the first thing she told me. And wow. I, was like, I was like, what has that got to do with anything? She was like, well, you know, he have kind of made it in life. So don't worry. Like, you know, you've got hope. And, you know, it's probably taken me like, what, 10 years now or 15 years or whatever to sink it in. Um, but I think it is a gift. You know, I think it's, it's, it's a way for us. To, I mean, I'm going to sort of project it, but I think it's a way for us to kind of constantly having to find new creative ways to either adapt or make things more interested or understand because i yeah. deal with s-
1: problems as yeah, well
0: totally um and when when i looked at your sort of uh, track record uh, no pun intended because you did compete with for great britain and in try in triathlon is yeah, that, is right. that yeah, correct yeah, yeah. 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 just um, a, um,
1: a like amateur great britain team yeah
0: yeah, yeah. yeah just amateurs yeah. Yeah. just you know wearing <laughs> wearing the country's jersey no, yeah just, just, <laughs> just as one does um but there seems to be like a family business affair of athletes because I looked at your world record of bog snorkeling uh, triathlon That's right, you, yeah. <laughs> you did it in the world champion yeah. world record time. Your sister came first in the uh, women's section.
1: Yeah. And she's got the world record as well. She's got the world record And they record as well. both still stand. Really? Yeah. Every now and again we crop up in the Guinness. I think it's... Uh, 2009 was it? I think... T- 2009, but I think it was 2011 that there was a, um, a really big article, like a whole page spread, and ma- ma- mainly my sister because she's really attractive. Yeah. And a little picture of me down the bottom, but. Um, <laughs> Equally attractive. <laughs> but, but my nephew was at school the other day and they were looking through the Guinness Book of World Record. Obviously, the school library isn't completely up to date, and it was a 2011 copy. Like, and he was looking through with his mates at school, kind of. <laughs> and he's like. That's my <laughs> auntie and uncle. <laughs> <laughs> like, how cool is that? That just makes everything worthwhile. <laughs> that one moment for him, amazing. Yeah, and you've you've also competed in Ironman. Is that yeah? Because an Ironman. And yeah, I used to do. I, I just I really like, people quite often will kind of. That everyone likes to pigeonhole people and they I, sure. I, I quite often call me an athlete but it's just, it's not, it's not true by any stretch of the imagination because I just love, I just love is life. It, and it, like, yeah. Iron Man was just one thing I wanted to yeah. have a go at and see whether I could put my body through it. And, sure. Um, is there a way for you to like express your creativity or express your... What I, is it? No, is it? I just love it. I just love being with people right. and I, I, I love, I love, I especially used to love races. I mean, now we're doing Project Awesome. I'm kind of getting that hit of meeting loads of new people all the sure. time and that physical activity in that way. But at the time when I was doing Ironman, you turn up on the start line with 2,000 people and I'd kind of, <laughs> I would cycle from, I mean, people would get pissed off at me in, in, in this kind of triathlon world because I would cycle up to one person, chat to them for a while, cycle ahead <laughs> to the next person, chat to them for a while. It was just my way of the socializing. M- m-
0: yeah, and I've heard some horror stories of Ironman of people like pulling your wetsuit down and getting oh, yeah, cool. your jo- goggles oh, off your face. Face, you're hitting the balls, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. and you're like hugging everyone, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, it was already the start of Project Awesome, was the right, yeah,
1: there. yeah. I mean, that's that. I mean, it's been my whole life, like, Project Awesome is just. Danny's life all the great things of Danny's life swished together in a badass workout
0: yeah yeah totally it's been great yeah
1: and then uh, you,
0: you've recently been on a uh, TV show yeah uh, a reality TV show I don't know why yeah. you call that uh, called uh, Ultimate Hells Week yeah is that, yeah. Is that right uh,
1: Special Forces Ultimate Sp- Hell Week yeah there
0: you go Special Forces Ultimate Hell Week where we got to see you and 29 other British civilians put through the most grueling and uh, mean uh, I guess elite training
1: military forces around the world um what was the experience for you for me i think it was i mean especially looking back now it was just the the most phenomenal experience i mean it's, we are probably the, th- the three people that made it uh, well the six people that made it through to the final and the three that made it through to the end are the only people in the whole world who've been trained by these special forces and that is um, but but let's be let's be honest we were taken with an inch of our lives like, no sleep, no food.
0: Yeah, that was the brutal, first... Question. Brutal, brutal. Yeah, I was going to ask you, because you know like, how they say like sometimes TV reality, they make it more
1: dramatic. Oh, yeah. Like, sorry guys, cut, can you do that dive bomb again in the, in the yeah, cold swimming no, pool? Yeah, no, none of that. So no, it was that. It, it was, was a- really... I, I, like, I say to people that uh, it, I think it was a hundred times harder than the TV depicted. It was just absolute constant you just can't put the thing is like the very first episode we i I don't know how many thousand push-ups we did because every time the camera stopped with the the sas guys came in and they were like um push-ups and we we're, were just doing them constantly, 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 constantly. So, um, and like, there's only so many push ups you can show on TV to the, before it starts getting <laughs> quite boring. So, like, it really didn't give a full picture of, like, and, and how many times we went into the ice water, out of the ice water, into the ice water, until so we're shaking so, you know, you're, you're used to kind of getting cold so that your hands shake and you can't do all the buttons on your um, shirt. But imagine that that's in your core. Like, your abs, your stomach, your heart are all that frigging cold. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that, but, but that 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 adversary, adv- adversary yeah, yeah. brings um, brings you all together, and like we had we had to hug to keep warm. It's all these you're, you're tra- in heaven. Yeah, I I was in heaven. You're like, guys, these- this is my world. <laughs> yeah. well, this is I mean, when I went on the show. I said, um, well, it wasn't actually shown on the thing, I was like, they're going to try and break me, and I'm going to try and break them. I want them hugging by the end <laughs> of the thing. And the amazing thing was, I lasted the whole distance. Yeah. And all those guys afterwards. All the SAS guys that were there constantly, kind of monitoring and everything, they all were coming in for hugs afterwards. You made it, you, oh, it was brilliant! Right. It was so good, right. so good. Yeah, but, but it was because I mean, I, I, they called you flo- the first one is like call you
0: flowers. Yeah, I went, I went, and they <laughs> said you went that, with your shoes. All and the advice
1: I was given by anyone who'd been in the military beforehand, like if you want to if you want us to last the distance, be the grey man so they don't notice you to begin with. And then I walked in with my cap with all the paint splattered over it, bright <laughs> shirt, the little shorts. I was the only person in shorts in for the whole people, thing. So, so for all the listeners who can't actually see, who can't
0: have the pleasure of seeing Danny right now, Danny is notorious for wearing short shorts, red, who are no longer made he's only got a special stockist somewhere who are running out so he doesn't want to doesn't want to reveal I've, I've already tried to ask the question um, and he's got a fabulous ginger fuzzy beard with with piercing blue eyes and so Thank when you, you when you when you get on the show and you see Danny appear in the, in the middle of like all these like hardened tattooed men or, or these guys saying how they're going to beast out this military and you come with your flowers literally
1: flowers, yeah, flowers on flowers your shoes, on my shoes. and sh- the guy
0: calls you flowers yeah. <laughs> he's
1: like hey flowers pay attention it was just like, like that when that moment came and I saw it cuz like, I don't rem- didn't really remember anything that was going on in the show and then you um, just seeing that, and I was just like, oh, yes, really like breaking <laughs> the mold, certainly not the grey guy. And then, yeah. um, and then, and then there's That's like or third, third thingy. I had my moment where 200
0: uh, there's, is there, there's, a, there's what I thought was interesting was that the way they'd build the arc you don't because you were quite absent in the first videos I was getting quite pissed. I was like,
1: hey, what the fuck is Danny? Like,
0: yeah. hey, like he's pretty awesome, like why are you <laughs> showing him all? like showing all the other guys? The guy, ta- I forgot his name, the guy that was tattooed and kind yeah. of getting a bit emotional and yeah, wearing Alex, his emotional yeah. Yeah, addicts, and um. And then suddenly there was uh, the moment that made it for me when, is when you come back and he basically makes you know, like 300 burpees. Yeah. And you're screaming it for the name of the guy that got kicked out or something yeah. and like, I'm doing this for Dave. I forgot his yeah. name. Dave Hellard. Yeah, Dave, this is for Dave Hellard.
1: 300. I was like, it was about 160. I started getting really pissed off. Yeah. 165 yeah, like, yeah. burpees <laughs> for David <laughs> Hellard. 166 burpees <laughs> for David Hellard.
0: Yeah. yeah. And so and like,
1: glory burpees. Glory, yeah, oh, yeah, that, yeah. that was my moment. What was it like for you to watch yourself. I loved it. Yeah. I uh, I think I I like they say on TV you if you um under that lens Anything that you are doing, which is fake, is amplified by ten times. Sure. And I like you know throughout the show, especially people like Spicer, I was trying to tell him this because he he was saying what do they want, how do they want me to act this session? Spencer, is this the guy that was like the guy that was kind of Spicer, portray- Spicer, sorry, Spicer, Spicer, the guy that was
0: portrayed as a bit of a like the British guy that yeah, kind of like, was yeah. controlling guys, put your yeah. weapons away, and people were like uh, people, yeah. yeah, 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 exactly.
1: But but uh, and so I think when I was on telly, because I'm generally pretty pure to who I am. I was just watching myself on telly. It was no... Sure. I was like, oh, God, why did I do that? Yeah, like, I should have done this. Well, yeah. I was just Dan. I was just Dan. I was being Dan. And I, was, and I was a little bit quieter than I normally am because I was kind of, you know... My, I, was, I was pretty focused. Yeah. I wanted to do well. Sure. And, um... But, um you, you, you did fucking well. I mean, you were like the runner-up
0: almost for the for the show. Like you yeah. got to the top like three. You were beaten by what seven minutes in the last yeah. eleven mile run? Is that, yeah. is that by,
1: by Miller? Yeah, by lady. Miller. <laughs> you absolutely smashed it. Like, yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah she Miller did. Smash is is yeah. the, like what they call her face when uh, she's racing. I mean, yeah. she was, like, she's an obstacle course um, champion for <laughs> yeah. um, the UK. So she's yeah. like she's a UK champion. Yeah, yeah, and All yeah. this sort of stuff. She's a, she was. A, she won the. Um, duathlon, uh, world champs, and sure. things like this. So did, you, did you go in there thinking, hey, I'm going to do this. This is going to be like a funny, Like, this is just going to be a nice experience. Or did you go think, I'm going to win this. Like, I've got it. I had a bit of both in my mind. I, 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 I kind of... From, from the physical testing days, I knew I was up there. And uh, not... I, I, I thought I'd be up Sorry, there on the running. physical testing days? Like, did we you had, have like a physical yeah, test so we had before the show? So, yeah, so we had... Um, we, it was a kind of process of, you know, thousands apply certain hundred got through to the interview stage. And then, uh, I don't know, 60 or 70 got through to the testing day. And then the 30 were chosen from those people, basically. Sure. And um, so in that testing day, we were kind of, you know, it was press-ups and running and sprinting and all this sort of stuff. And they, um, and so we've been through that. And I was like, oh, man, I've fared pretty good. Like, I was one of the fastest runners. Sure. I could keep up with. So, you know, like I was up there amongst yeah. the push-up things, which I was. Right. N- it's not my. Forte, not my forte. I, I definitely am an all-round athlete. But the thing was, in the show, is I um, I treated it as an experience to enjoy. Yeah, and I, you, I, you, I, you said you said in the blog post that the
0: fun was kind of the magic glue. Well, you didn't say that, but it was like the fun was the magic glue
1: for you that brought it all back together and gave you that strength. Exactly. Yeah, yeah finding the yeah. fun and the pain. Yeah, exactly. And just like this is a brilliant experience. Who can get to do this? So let's let's fully embrace it. And that's how I try and live my life, basically, in, in not just a sporting sense, but in everything. Like what is the point in being cross that you're, like, your train's running late or your coffee's taking too long to become from yeah. the Starbucks or wherever it is? Assholes. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, why, um, like, why, why let any of this bother you and just try and be as happy as you can and, and content and just roll with it? Yeah. And so that was it. So you kind of like a mix of like, hey, you know, I think I'm actually I'm
0: physically I'm all right. Actually, I'm not that bad compared to like what I thought I was. And and you're going in the show. And as as people drop out, because the concept of the show is people could either quit or they would be told at the end of like the episode, you're out. basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or 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 they got physically injured and then they had to be forced to be removed from the show. So as the show goes along, you know, you're there. You're kind of hanging in there and you're kind of like thriving. And then and then we get to the last episode, which is like the mental breakdown of like
1: questioning and torturing what was that like for you um it was uh, a little bit hard to begin with because you have to get yourself into this set and then but again i just like i don't, and the other the other thing i the, the, the biggest like i've got two skill sets i think one is that i'm very mentally i'm mentally strong and i can kind of just turn my head and i forget about the body yeah and that is something that some of the other guys didn't have the other thing is um what is the other thing? Two <laughs> um, skill sets. The yeah. other thing is that I've got a very good commu- like I can understand communication between humans, like from facial features or from whatever it is, like energies, whatever it is that you feel. So when those guys were shouting like really aggressively in your face, I'm like part of me saying, "Well, I know this isn't real. This is just like yeah. you're putting this on. The, you're, I'm not feeling like you're going to kill me. Yeah. So I could just the carry on. Yeah. And where, but other people really it, that. Aggression and that, uh, like playing with the mind really, really um, got to them. Got to them, yeah. Yeah. So, there, there was a moment and I am just want to move on from the, from the show there's a moment in the,
0: in the TV program where you're the team leader and you're uh, with the, um, I forgot the term which is the, the local kind of uh, militia yeah, yeah. that you're supposed to the fuel. Rebels. The rebels, thank you. Or the gorillas, yeah. That's it, I forgot. And then, you know, they're asking to move the hen house a couple of times yeah. and, you know, you're just like, the, everyone's complaining to you and your one mission is to not piss them off and to not make <laughs> them feel rude and it was like, you kind of like, look so, like, you know, and it was like a bit of Danny kind of a little bit agitated, a little bit frustrated um, um, and that was the moment I thought that might have cost you the show one point, because, oh, yeah. you know, they kind of build it up and saying, Danny lost his shit and whatever it was. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. Um, were
1: you really frustrated then? Or was it just kind of like, oh, OK, um, I need to do something here for my team? It, it, because well, at that point, we'd probably gone 30 hours, maybe a little bit more without any food or without any sleep. Or, a little, you know, we'd had like one hour of sleep. And um, so I think things were starting to blend. You were starting to think this is kind of starting to feel like it's reality. But um, the, the, the thing is, is that on the show, like I, the other show, the first, the show before that, I'd done really, really well. And I think they just thought, Dan's done well at this one. Let's take him down. So I was given <laughs> two objectives. They only told one objective. One of the objectives was um, make, uh, make relations better between you and the rebels. The other one was don't let them treat you like they treated you yesterday. So basically, I think I was set up <laughs> so that whichever one I didn't manage to do, they were going to put that one as the main sure. objective on the TV yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, I was like, "No, my men are here." You know, like, we've been working for you. Uh, so don't don't us yeah. that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they then <laughs> they cut that whole bit out of the thing, <laughs> so I end up looking like a bit of a knob. <laughs> so so what, what's
0: uh, okay? Last question on the show, which is um, what, for, what was, there, was there a moment where you actually thought you were going to quit, like uh, you, like you thought that this is it? Like there's, I haven't got any more. There was there was a moment. And I, I want to say I, I wasn't really there was. A I'm sorry. And what did you tell yourself to, to get over it?
1: Well, there was the time when I questioned whether I was going to be there at the end, I was still sure I was going to be at the end. but uh, you know, I felt it the whole way through because I was just going to give my all to everything. And it turns out that's exactly what they were looking for. Sure. But on the first episode, I was at the very front of the uh, lineup kind of thing when we were lined up in front of the guys. And then they blitzed us to death with uh, push-ups and stuff. And none of this was shown, actually. We did it actually in our, um, our, our civilian wear. And they, did, they didn't show that at all. On the show. But um, at that point, I was like, my God, like, we're onto like 700, 800 push ups in the space of like, a couple of hours or whatever, oh and being God. blitzed. And you know, where we're doing that stuff where you turn over and you're doing your fluttered legs and your, like, your abs are screaming. And I was like, oh God. Because and, and in your head, you know, like, we're human, we start doing these, like, these little voices going sure. like everyone else behind you is finding this easy <laughs> everyone else behind you is finding this easy you may as well quit now yeah, yeah. and so um, well that's what they say like you, you know,
0: what was interesting is when, when the, the, the moment where you're in the sea and the marines they have they have hot chocolate apparently in America I think hot chocolate or like a hot coffee next to the bell and they keep on reminding people because what they want to do is filter out um, the weak very quickly yeah. so they can keep the strong and they actually give incentives to people say look there's a hot cocoa here all you got to do is ring this bell and it's over Yeah, it's over like, you don't have to pain. And it's like, this is the story that people keep on telling themselves. Like, the guy next to me is going to make it. I'm weak. I'm not so. And then your mental talk starts talking. Yeah. So what What? What voice did you have to tap into for, for it to come to that?
1: Well, I, th- I, I mean, one of the things I noticed after that was that everyone's in pain. So then you just like, I we're here as a unit. Sure. Like, if I'm in pain, everyone else is in pain. So right. th- you learn that. But also, when, so there were times when we... Um, we were put in these kind of torture positions, whether it was just a plank hold. It's still that's a torture position. You're not allowed to break it. And um, when I was doing that, I pictured my sisters in my head. And w- one of my sisters was in a camper van with her family, yeah. all smiling at the windows at me. The and Bent it, Clan. The Bent Clan, basically. Yeah. yeah, we were called the Bent Clan when we were oh, really? um, when I w- we were at school <laughs> okay. uh, because we were, we were such a tight-knit yeah, family. Yeah. And um, and my, li- oh, my little sister was on her bike cycling around the camper van. And I was just like, in this zen-like... Um, mindset of like put them in your face I can do it for them like and then you know that ha- put, go to your happy place really I guess yeah. that's my happy place yeah, yeah. My, Like, if my sisters are both smiling and their families are smiling then I'm smiling yeah and, and um, so inside I was smiling I may have been shaking so much that my feet were starting to come off the ground in this plank like position because sure. I was just in so much so. muscle spasms but that didn't um, that didn't stop me so yeah awesome and uh, what are you proud about yourself Looking back at this experience? Um, I'm proud of the way I held myself. Mm and the way I didn't slag anyone else off I didn't uh, I mean I'm over I'm that point where I wanted to beat the because uh, pe- there was a few people that were starting to shout at us in the same way as the army people did because they were trying to be that person oh you mean like your peers yeah the peers right. amongst, the th- amongst the 30 and that, I didn't like that because that's bullying basically and that, they were right. the people that were starting to break and they're starting to hide behind the weakest and project- members and they're projecting yeah. their own fears yeah and and like quitting, oh my yeah. god I'm finding this really really hard look at that guy over there he's finding it much harder like I'm making sure everyone knows that that guy's finding it harder so they were playing the game, they're playing the game, yeah, yeah. and I, you know, and I, I didn't like that, but um I just like the way I just upheld myself and the way like now I've got um twenty nine new friends basically, sure, and you know, like me and me and Miller, Claire Miller, the winner, and a, a few of the other guys. I mean. We can bring it right back to Project Awesome in a second, but like Claire and I, we are going to be friends for life. There's absolutely no way about it. Sure. We formed the G Unit, the Ginger Unit, <laughs> and like I was so gutted that TV didn't show that because that was such a spe- that for me that was so special. Yeah, and um, and for her, like she says, without the without the G Unit, she wouldn't have even been in the final. Because so it's she amazing. would have, she would find things tough, and I like I put my arm around and I say, "We're going to do this. Like we can get through it." And um, yeah,
0: and and it's what's what's interesting. And, and sorry to interrupt. It's it's like, and this is I guess this is one of the things I want to get around. You know, there's there's something about you which is around the mental grit, combined with a very unique blend of heart, which is basically we're going to get through this, as opposed to don't fucking let me down. It's yeah. more like we're going to make this. It's like of course we are. Like
1: why would we not? I wonder, if, I, I wonder if that is, like, a particular form of Dan or whether that is a... That is humanity. And, mm. um, and, and, and you know, like, it, it's, our natu- it's natural as a... I mean, we, we, one of the things that, like, is going crazy right now is everyone wants to be part of a tribe. Project Awesome is a tribe. Sure. Um, you know, there's, there's all these other tribes around, around the city that people are, like... We want to associate ourselves with um, things and... Mm. Do you, do you not think that's also a, a sort of a byproduct of the fact that we're living in such a disconnected society? Maybe we're yeah, all kind yeah. of like in the city behind nine to five desks. Exactly. And kind social of like media, which is so yeah. disconnected. Right, but, well, it, well, but obviously social media is a massive part of these tribes because it's the way we communicate. Right. Um, but, we need, but we need that physicality, that human that.
0: aspect, that connection.
1: Yeah. yeah, And so maybe that is our natural response to be... I don't know. I, I'm definitely yeah. lucky that I'm allowed to be Dan. And I, I've allowed myself. My parents have allowed me. And even, you know, like sometimes I get a bit kind of like, fuck, what's Dan doing? Sure. Um, but um, my, my, my friends and everything like that, have been, I've been so well supported. Yes, yeah. and, and, and speaking of it, what, what has changed for you, if anything, since the show has aired? Um, there's a, it's been quite nice in that there's I've got a little bit of kind of interest from the media. There's a little bit of... People can see that you have a brand and that you can... Um, so I've got a few people that have taken a few of those things that I really hate off my hands. So one of the things I'm really, really awful at is money and and asking for it because it doesn't mean anything to me. So, um, so you like a management company? Yeah, a management know? company. Yeah. So they when, when it comes to, um, yeah, the blunt communication, when it comes to it uh, and someone says to me, Dan, would you do this? I like send it off to them and say... We just deal with this. And and, and they also take on things that are like wishy washy. Like, yeah, we're like, a TV company's gonna come aboard, we're kind of thinking about this. I'm like, to the agent when you decide what you want to do then come to me because uh, initially i was kind of doing all that myself even straight after the show and before that and it's kind of like you burn yourself right too many too many angles and i was starting to get worn out because you're doing project awesome you're doing danny bent you're doing and you're going to all these things because you're trying to but now it's kind of and you put all your heart into it right it's like yeah exactly yeah yeah Yeah, no i I won't do anything i'm not putting everything into so um, that's tiring after a while yeah, uh, but now, now there's a, it's, it's freed my mind to be a little bit more expansive on the things that I really love and the sure. things that are happening right now. Um, yeah, and have you had anybody come up to you and say, "Hey, you, you, are you that guy from the show?" Yeah, that happens every day. It's really, really? good. I like, it, <laughs> like it. And, and it, and it's not. It's not like there's a lot of people, but there's right. a few people, two or three people every day, probably. Are like, oh, I'm really sorry. I don't. I don't want to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy. And, and uh, be that guy. <laughs> like, be that guy with you. Yeah. Can yeah. Whatever, like that. Yeah, and um, oh, that's really cool and you know, sometimes 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 people it makes people shout out like hey, that is that guy Teddy," like this and it's sort of, um, and <laughs> uh, and that's i mean that's a little bit weird but um, uh, hey danny give us some
0: ups, give us a yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: and yeah. um, I, I actually thought they might be getting a bit of that but that's this really, everyone's just been really lovely about it yeah and so let's let's full circle coming back to to project awesome um
0: you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things. So I did a CrossFit um, at the yard in Peckham uh, for a month on the ramp course. And I understood why CrossFit got so popular. And I think you competed in CrossFit Games. Is that, is that No, I like No, not, 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 not yeah, the CrossFit I, no, no. I've
1: competed at CrossFit at yeah, different Cross, variety things. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, lower levels. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I'm a bit wimpy, really. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and um, one of the one of the things that really struck a chord in me was the, the community aspect and the kind of like, we're in this together. You know, it's not about who wins first. It's about like making sure everybody crosses the line yeah. and really supporting each other. And and Project Awesome from, from an outside perspective, from someone who's just done it today, it's like this massive... Amazing mismatch, mix match of kind of like all these different elements of like fitness and hugs and the my favorite part, the eleven seconds, wonderful weird dance. I forgot what was yeah, well, just wild dancing, wild dancing, yeah. wild dancing for eleven seconds. And it's kind of like don't take yourself too seriously, yeah, and do it. Um, what would you like to tell to someone who's like saying I've I've, I've heard about this project, also. But I saw the pictures in in Leicester Square and, and the Guardian and and, stand, and the Evening Standard and stuff, but I've heard it's like at six thirty a.m not really a morning person.
1: I, I probably would <laughs> argue that no one is a morning person, especially in this kind of day and age. But um, it's w- I would just suggest get up once, get up at half past five, get yourself ready, get yourself down there, come work out at half past six. Because really, you don't know that you're not going to like it or you don't know that you're not a morning person until you try. And then what normally happens um, is people come down, they try it once, and then that starts making them become a morning person. Yeah. And uh, you might end up going to sleep one hour earlier than you normally would or things like this, which... Uh, which isn't a bad thing. Which isn't a bad thing anyway, <laughs> yeah. I and mean, it's, it's getting to the stage. It's such a flip reversal of how we actually have become like, become the normal in that people get to Friday... And they're like, oh, God, I can't wait till the weekend's over because Project Autumn awesome on Monday. <laughs> How amazing <laughs> is that? Rather is than Monday. getting to Monday and thinking, God almighty, let's just get through to the weekend, it's revolutionizing the way people are thinking in that they're excited to come and hang out. And, it, and, it, and it, 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 anyway, on paper, it's, it's fitness. Uh, but behind all that is this kind of growing tribal community where. Uh, you're allowed to be yourself. Like th- these things that I do to try and make people feel a little bit awkward uh, encourages people to be themselves, like fully and like unapologetically. Right. And um, like, people who come to Project Awesome walk with a swagger. It, it changes <laughs> you because you just know 100% that that tribe is behind you. Yeah. On oh, no matter whatever you are, like, Whatever madcap idea, it's not the people that are going to say, oh, have you thought of this or that? It's like, yeah, that's a really great idea. Have you thought of this angle? And like, I know that person. Let me put you in touch. And it's that connectivity that we, like you come to the coffee shop afterwards. I mean, two people came on their very first day, met, liked each other, and uh, they've actually just finished kayaking down the Amazon. Like you know, these are the mad, crazy ideas that happen. Like a girl's cycling across a girl um, who absolutely would not have done this before. Project Awesome is, is cycling across Australia. Um, we've got people kind of running ultra marathons who who hated uh, running, and you. But then at the same time, you've got these people that are like, "Oh Dan, I like I always wore black. I never hugged anyone. In fact, I hated hugging. And Now, like here I am wearing tight, bright, wild lycra." Hugging every single person I can get my hands on, and what that's done to their person. I mean, I, and quite often people are in tears on my shoulder. They're saying, yeah. "Dan, this just changed my life." Yeah. And like, I remember it,
0: you sharing some success stories with me, um, and I think it's the transformational power of, of fitness, and I guess and I guess self confidence and belief in yourself. And there's <clears throat> there's something that I thought was amazing about when you talked about that, which was actually the impact goes way beyond the physicality. Oh, yeah. Of,
1: yeah. I, I think that it's it's almost the case now where the physicality is. An accidental byproduct, which is is awesome anyway. (laughs) But um, what it's doing for them in human ways and like, you know, even people just turning up. And they say, like, I'm 10 times more productive at work because I've been to the sure. session. And I'm sure that's something to do with the physicality and the endorphins and everything right. like that. But it's a lot to do with the community and how inspired it makes you feel. And, like, I can, I can do this. If I can wrap my arms, if I can look another guy, like, I'm, I say, let's say I'm a six-foot guy, like, strong, sort of chappy. And I can look another guy pretty similar to me in the eye and say, touch his nose and say, you're awesome in the morning. <laughs> like, that's pushed me past so many of my barriers and, like, awkwardness. But then everyone's yeah. doing it and everyone yeah. thrives on it yeah. and then he's like well if I can just everyone step past that barrier they crave d- it I think they crave it that is it. the yeah, thing yeah. I mean we've got people that if, it, if you're injured people are showing up anyway they're like damn what can I do should I take the camera should I, I ring the bell when it's like the, the, the dance time and all that sort of stuff like people are coming just to be part of that community yeah and um, I think when that happens you, that you know you've touched some sort of a very very special nerve yeah how does that make you feel when, when, you, uh, when, when you know that you've sort of created oh, yeah, this movement it's I mean, I've been doing it for nearly fifteen months now, and yeah, getting up at half past five, getting to six to get there for six thirty, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Like you don't do that unless it's doing something for you as well. Yeah, and like the feeling I get when I. Just um, even even the, like, oh, my God, this guy's hugging me properly now rather than pushing me away at the same time. That, Which is that, such
0: a British thing. Such a British I'm thing. I mean, you know, I, I was brought up in France, and we and we, and we kiss on the cheeks to say hi, and, we, and we're huggers, you know? Yeah. And it's like in England, when you go for a hug, it's like this awkward kind of pat on the back, kind yeah. of mix, kind of...
1: Make sure you keep your body as far yeah, away as possible. Yeah. yeah and, 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 but, but then, and then when the other bigger things happen, it's just like... This is something that's only... Hap- well, it's, it's happening because of something you've created. And yeah. that, man, that is... The pride you feel in in what you've done and what's happening and it, it any anything pales in to insignificance basically yeah like nothing in my life is ever going to feel really bad because Project Awesome is there yeah and yeah. do you, do, you, do you actually take a moment to kind of appreciate it or or is was it, it kind of this crazy
0: kind of train that's going off and you're just like well we're going to ride it on the direction it's going yeah on. no it is, there's a
1: there's an element of it that is this massive like. Hundred foot wave, mm. and I'm like, ah, keep paddling because otherwise you're going to get nailed. Yeah. And um, the, but there is, a, and I do try and pull myself, and it's probably more when we have conversations like this mm. that you reflect back. And I was, I was talking to someone yesterday who's um, uh, offering to help out a little bit, and I was telling them about what's going on. And I was like, oh my god, they're writing everything down, and I'm seeing it on paper. And I'm like, wow, this is a lot of stuff going on in your yeah. life right now, yeah, and um, and that's just one side of it, right? Um, and it's
0: and it's and it's free. It's free, and I, heard, and I heard and I heard you saying in a, in one of your talks that you said, uh, you know, it's free. I'm not going to get anything out of it, and I'm going to and I'm going to completely screw up and your, your sentence. But it's something along the lines. But I know it's going to do something for you, yeah. And that's the most important yeah. sentence.
1: That's, I mean, that's, that, that, me that just that. happened. in yeah. uh, I was giving a talk at uh, a pop up. And then said, do you want to come along and talk about, um, talk about Project Awesome? and oh, yeah, talk about what you're doing, basically. You yeah. know, like adventures, running across America, cycling to India. Yeah, I mean, I've got to yeah, on it. Yeah, but, um, no, but let me tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, um, so, and, you know, as I said, I just, it just came out completely naturally. I was like, all I'm saying is basically, come to Project Awesome. I'm saying it's going to help yeah. their lives. Away, you know? <laughs> yeah. and, I was like, and then I was like, because it, uh, it's free. I'm not going to make anything out of it, but I know it's going to make something out of you, which is so true. Yeah. And I see that happen every yeah. single time. I, Every day that is happening. Yeah.
0: And um, and I know we're coming to the end of the interview and I had so many more questions I wanted to ask and I'm just going to uh, concentrate on a couple of things. One of them is the uh, one run for Boston. Is yeah. That, is that the name? Yeah. So um, of the Boston Marathon bombing. Yeah. That took place and you were moved and, and you wanted to do something about it and, yeah. and I think you and two other people I, I'm not yeah, quite
1: sure yeah it was, it was two of us to begin with and we brought
0: some third yeah. person on who's yeah. like super skilled yeah that was it and then and then you managed to do like a, uh, um, a relay kind of run from LA to Boston yeah Um. in, in memory because you wanted to
1: bring what? well I mean the, the bombings happened and then we just firstly I thought this is my community the running community and, and the, the running community is such a beautiful thing in that it doesn't have borders it doesn't have like you know you can be a a Sikh or a Muslim or whatever and I like I don't give a shit. It's like we're all in this together. We're all running that same that same pathway. And um and so by attacking those runners there I like that's an attack on my tribe. Like my little you know, my massive tribe. Yeah. And um so but I, w- I wanted to bring some positivity to it as well, you know? Uh, try and raise a little bit of money for the survivors. We thought we'd raise 20 or 30,000 th- pounds. And by the time we reached Boston, um, we'd raised 550,000. Like, insane. completely went b- berserk. Mental. I saw the dance. Yes. I, saw, I saw one yes, of exactly. dances. It like was like, uh, you know, we, we made this thing, I think it was every 5,000. Like, whoever Someone would do a dance, and then they'd nominate someone to do a dance <laughs> yeah. for the next 5,000. Yeah. So, like, everyone's like trying to fundraise and get it all up. And,. Um, as soon as you hit that amount, you would um, you would uh, they'd, they'd do the dance, right? You know, just stupid stuff. And this yeah. is kind of this is one of those things. Like Seth Godin, Total Legend, building yeah. tribes. Yeah, he says you've got to create this culture, and this culture for us guys was doing a ridiculous dance, like and yeah. then uh, and just being silly and and of course, like and this was the first tribe. I'm sorry, that was the first tribe oh. I um, have probably ever I, I created really, and it was to do with and. It, it was this tribe that spread across america but then they started people all around the world started wanting to take part in it yeah so they would run at the same time as we were running on the group stages and things like this and anyways. so what so, so what you're saying is that you have a natural ability to spark movements
0: um, whether you like it or not it's like you're an accidental um, movement maker
1: yeah maybe <laughs> and, and I, I wouldn't say i'm a kind of a leader i just like i i want to I will approach things with massive passion and if people want to be with us then I'll put my arm around them and like let's go together yeah let's and and I would actually challenge that is that you are
0: a leader you just have a different type of leadership yes and and, and yes it's not management y- no. I guess. no 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 it's it's your own style of leadership which is basically I'm nothing special I'm
1: like you and I'm gonna hug you and we're gonna get we're gonna get through this together yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and it's even more than that is that we're all just human. And it's just yeah. like when I would, when I had worked in an office, but when I first finished uni, I was just like the way people treated the cleaners say, or the, the security ah, guards. So, and yeah. then you see how they treat the, the CEOs. Yeah. I was like, what's wrong with you guys? They're the, they're the same. We're yeah. human. Yeah. Uh, like, and, 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 but it made me, it, it actually helped me thrive a little bit. even in that situation, because I would say to a, uh, I would go up to the CEO and just like, if I was going to get a coffee or something, I'd say, uh, like, you know, dude, do you want a do you want a coffee? I'm going to get some, and if I look up and like, someone's just treating me like a normal human being, and, <laughs> and I I'd, I'd go out the door and I say to the security guards, "Dude, could do you want a coffee?" I'd say exactly the same, and um, so that made the CEO like you because you weren't uh, you know, uh, yeah, trying, pussyfiting trying, yeah, around. Yeah yeah, 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 But also the security guards. When I forgot my pass, they were like, "Oh, don't worry, Dan, just go in." You know, like it, yeah. there was It, it helps. But, and and you didn't. Give
0: The coffee, so they would do that when you didn't have a coffee. Oh, no, pass. of course right. not. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Which is it's, important to say, right? Because, like, some people are like, hey, do you, wanna, do you want a coffee? And when I need a favor, I'll be able to call it in. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, just, just a couple of, of last few questions, and one of them, which I didn't want to, which I didn't have time to talk upon, which is you had a near death experience where you got knocked off your bike and fell off a 10 foot cliff. I don't even have Yeah, 10 meter cliff. 10 meter yeah, cliff, yeah. cliff, sorry. Um, I know. I know this would take longer than, than a couple of minutes, but you said that that was like a
1: pivotal moment where you felt the most alive. Yeah,
0: when you just almost, it, I mean,
1: when you escaped death. I think it's that it, it's not so much feeling the most alive, but being the most alive. Mm. Um, so like you're falling to really. What should, you know? I've got friends that have just toppled off their bike and they've broken collarbone. That's put. Pushed through into other parts of their bodies and like really cause proper damage. And here I am falling ten ten meters down this cliff, like and it's a sheer cliff. it wasn't as though I was like bouncing off things, sure, and then you just suddenly land at the bottom and um, you're I, I like and, and I survived and, and, and really i didn't just survive. I was almost unscathed. the chain had kind of been like a chainsaw through my leg, but then, you know that that's almost a flesh wound yeah. and um, and then but you're kind of like oh. I should be dead, and w- w- what would I have achieved in my life? What would people be saying at my funeral? What would be my, on my gravestone? Or you know, what, what, I don't know. You know, I didn't I didn't even go into it in that much detail. It was just purely this could be life over. And at that moment, you think, crikey, let's let's uh, let's start living a little bit, yeah, and um, do the things I want to do rather than the things. I'm feeling pressure from parents, society, friends to do. Yeah. So how do you, how do you actually make a living these days? Because Project Awesome's
0: free. Do you still do some writing? Is that is that how? Yeah. I'm st-
1: I like I still write a little bit for the them Post and um, do do some talks. I mean, talks are. Uh, yeah, Alistair Humphrey said that he makes pretty much eighty five percent of his revenue through talks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I probably do exactly the same, but it's a lot less than. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but no, 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 but no, not, but I mean, not no, no. no, yes, yes, yeah. no, exactly. I mean, and things are really, really taking off, and. Um, given, t- I gave a talk at um, Good Day at Good Day at Work, and there were people like Sky, oh, yeah, there we do, we do and M- yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, and people have come to me from that saying like this was the best talk of the whole week. We want you to come and talk here. We want you to come and talk there, and that's, I think it's just going to grow. And, and And I love it. I love. I do love the talking when when I can feel it's really inspiring, and True. especially in those situations. I I like talking to adventure to adventurers and telling them about adventures and like yeah, go out there and do stuff, but. They're already, those people, who are, there. Those yeah, people yeah. who are at the talk are already on the move. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not really doing anything. Whereas uh, you go into an office and, and I, get, I get s- them jumping yeah. around and shouting about unicorns, <laughs> they're like, this is totally revolutionary. Kind of, yeah. um, and, and you actually really there, you're changing lives. And that's, uh, you know, it, it, that's all we can kind of hope for, I think. Yeah. Like if you can touch a few lives, make them better. And, and and if they can then go on to touch a few more lives and make them better, then we're like we're on the roll basically. Yeah. What's one thing that most people don't know about you? Um, I'm a very honest person, so like I, t- I say everything. <laughs> um, what do most people not know about me? Oh, I mean, I could go for cheesy. I used to do ballet when I was a kid, and I was doing ballet. I was like a little Billy Elliot doing ballet and <laughs> kickboxing at the uh, about seven years old or whatever it was. I loved it. I was there with forty girls and me. Um, yeah, let's we stick with that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah um, you know, there's there's one thing which
0: I, I I write and I talk a lot about vulnerability, courage. Um, what, what is there is there is there something that you kind of struggle with? Is there something that you kind of battle with sometimes, or something that you know you're not proud of, or that you're scared to show? Is there something that kind of like there maybe a the little voice that tells you you can't do this or X or
1: judges you or that does? I mean that that crops up every now and again and. But really, I like I, I'm. S- if you're being yourself and being true to who you really are in the core, then you can't judge yourself because you're just being you. And then, if things go wrong, things go wrong. And if you feel bad about something you've said, I sometimes like I do talk, and so like sometimes something will fall out, and I'm like, oh god, I should, probably shouldn't have said that. And I approach them and say, uh, I'm, "I'm sorry, like if I mentioned that, I probably shouldn't have done." And there's are like, "No, like you're being." That was you were just talking about it honestly and it makes people feel it's a bit like approaching the CEO. It's like mm. just approach him honestly rather than for a reason and people don't, appreciate yeah. it. Yeah,
0: don't don't attach a, don't attach a value yeah. to a, to a transaction. Where do you see Project Awesome
1: in uh, five years time? Wow, five years time. Um that's a long time. Three years' time. Uh, three years' time. <laughs> even if it goes five, I I it's it's just going bonkers now and I I'm getting tens, hundreds of emails saying where when is Project Awesome coming to X? When X is like UK cities, cities around the world, because I've got you know, I've got a good kind of um, kind of community with Facebook and stuff where I've travelled a lot, so I know people all over the world. And um, will Project Awesome go completely viral and go around the around the world? And uh, there's, and there's that element like the relay across America I have this feeling I, I, I want to take it around I want to take that relay around the world do it people like, People in Ohio like the, the Illinois a Project Awesome World Tour yeah exactly a Project yeah. Awesome World Tour and, Man, that, that, and then create the tribes along the way that are going to yeah, be Project you know, Awesome you know you do
0: yeah you, you try you g- get get someone to to, to help you sponsor it, like a brand like someone yeah. like an aspirational brand that was like, like a Nike or Reebok or whatever it is um, sponsor your tour and then you go off and do all these amazing workouts, and, and you know, count how many people you can get moving, or yeah. how many people can
1: actually get you know. exactly, yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's, much, it's kind of much more than that because relay is only as strong as its weakest link. And um, when like Illinois and Ohio, they passed the baton between the states at four o'clock in the morning or something, and there was just one person on each of these stages. And uh, they were like, whoa, I hate you because you beat us in the playoffs. He's like, yeah, I hate you because you beat us in the World Series of whatever. You know, I don't know what it is. But they both were like, yeah, we don't really like this state. But they they, they suddenly stopped. They're like, but but if we weren't here communicating, passing this baton to each other, this relay would fall to pieces. And that just triggers in my mind, like, these rivalries in baseball. Like, they're a little bit nothingness. But the rivalries that we have in the world – what happens if we get an Israeli mm. to pass to a Palestinian and we say, and they, they know and, and we can show to the world that this relay fails if they don't pass the baton. Mm. That, that, that moment is historic. And, it, and, it, and it's an exact, like, you know, it's a baton. Who cares? We're running around the world. We're having fun, whatever. Sure. But it's a symbol it trans- of what yeah. can happen in all, all, all walks of life. Like, yeah. you know, work together, things are better. Work together, things yeah. are going um, to and, and,
0: and there's also something about when you tap into the humanity of people and then actually, you know, connect to their hearts rather than their kind of beliefs. Yeah, you know? yes, exactly. And you, and, and, you, and you tap into that. And I think there's a really great um, grave. What would you say to someone who's, once who would love to create a movement who's got like this idea they've got an idea maybe something that's similar or not completely unrelated to project awesome but someone
1: they, but they're scared or they're a little bit afraid to get it out there what would you want to tell them i think if you've got the passion inside you go for it keep plugging away i mean project awesome started with one person showing up each week me and another person <laughs> that was it and now you know a year later we're getting 100 people show up to three sessions a week rather than one session, and. Um, that is a uh, that's a that's a that i just had belief i was like this is going to work and things are going to things are going to change and i like i just approached it each day like, Let's enjoy it it was just me and another guy that's that's just cool and um, but like w- the, we, we everyone all humans want to be led we want to be involved in these tribes and, and tribes need leaders we and want if you to. have passion and you feel like you want to lead a movement you can do it.
0: Yeah. They c- it they c- if you're listening to this, you can read uh, Seth
1: Godin's book, Drives yeah. We yeah. Want You to it's, Lead it's, Us. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, uh, someone said to me, Dan, have you, have you read Seth Godin's book? And I was like, no. And he sa- so they said, um, well, basically what you're doing with Project Awesome is yeah. basically Seth Godin's work. Yeah. And um, so I, I talk a lot so about building drives. So you're basically Seth now. Godin. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I'm not Seth Godin. I'm just in- like, I'm definitely not. He's an intellectual, <laughs> like, clever guy. But I am a very good example yeah. of a pure a pure example of how that actually works. Yeah. And like, you know, Project Awesome is just people running around getting fit. Like, there's nothing special about it. Yet, for the people involved in Project Awesome, it's, it means yeah. so much. Like, they, that you, you, I mean, I, I sometimes feel it. Like, oh my God, the whole world revolves around Project Awesome. It's like, no, just for a few people it does. So, Yeah, but that, that still makes it, that still makes a massive uh, difference. Uh, last few questions. What does being unconventional mean to you? Uh, unconventional, I think is absolutely mixed up and turned upside down in our like today's way of thinking. I would say unconventional is being yourself. Not not trying to be the other person. And um, I, I, one of the things I love to talk about is that we got unique. We can be identified by our iris, our heart murmur, our DNA or our thumbprint. You know, like our bodies are so unique. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and yet we're all trying to be something similar to the next person. Like You know, like the um, keeping up with the Joneses. It's like, Sod the Joneses, get on with your own life. Who cares? <laughs> and um, what was the question again? What does <laughs> <laughs> well, being yeah, unconventional mean? Yeah, music. unconventional. And just, it's actually just being you. Mm. Because no one's like you. And um, it, it's, it's, it's the people that are doing the unconventional thing now that are becoming the leaders. And this is really excites me because of the, it excites me in education. Like the kids that are there that are mucking around a little bit nowadays they're potentially going to be the leaders yeah because they're the ones that are thinking outside of the box and are kind of trying to see whether they can crawl under the desk and jump over the person without them noticing kind of thing you know whatever yeah. whatever it is that yeah, kids yeah. are doing which is what we used to do at school <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> this is what i used to do um, <laughs> they are the people but and it's we're so fortunate i mean we're so fortunate that this is our time sure because i mean to be to be um to be a leader it's the same principles no matter what. But now rather than like leading the people in my village, I can lead the whole world because Mm. social media, the power of social media is incredible. And if you are passionate, that passion goes to the next people, they're passionate, which spreads it to the next people, which then that passion spreads on and it just grows and grows and grows and grows and grows. And, um, passion is everything. Like don't, don't just try and be a leader feel that passion, and then, uh, then a go for it from there, basically. Yeah. If, uh, if your books were erased and all your blog posts disappeared
0: and you could leave um, one truth, which is truer than true for you, to all your tribe members of Project Awesome, what would that truth be? Be yourself.
1: That's it. Boom. Yeah. That, that's, that's, boom. If I have a legacy of anything in this world, I want to be just be yourself because everybody else is already taken. Everyone else is already taken.
0: I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Danny, thank you so much for coming on the show. The last question is
1: where can people find you? Um, they can find me at dannybent.com. Uh Danny Bent on Facebook, Danny Bent Twitter, Instagram, so it's all, it's all there. It's all there. D- dannybent.com and then just click on all the links go, right. to, the, go, go Be- to the Before places. we wrap up the show,
0: I just want to acknowledge you, Danny, because I've I've only recently to know you because we've got a lot of um, common friends we haven't even talked about chess boxing that you did (laughs) uh, back in (laughs) back in against uh against henry which uh which i believe had had another round you might have got him in boxing he you ran out of time at chess it wasn't your yeah yeah Um, but um you've got this incredible aura about you which just draws people in in a way that really makes people feel seen and i think that's one of the reasons why project awesome has worked so well is that people feel seen at least one hour a day in their week and um you've got this kind of contagious enthusiasm about life and passion and wanting to bring people sort of together and to do stuff and that's amazing it's it's really needed and i really want to honor you for that and to thank you for for doing that really uh because there's not enough people doing that and it's rare that i come across someone who does that in a genuine way like i i i I don't know you and i hope i'll get to know you better but i don't think there's this there's a sort of Caught in you—that's kind of manipulating or doing this because of alternative reasons of business—and that's amazing. That's a gift. So, thank you very much for all Aww. the work that you do. And I really hope that uh, Project Awesome spreads wide and far. So, this podcast is actually listened to more countries than I've been to. And another thing we haven't even talked about yeah. is Kazakhstan. I lived in Kazakhstan, and you've been there. And um, but this this podcast goes over the world. So, if you are listening to this podcast, get in touch with Danny Bent. Let him know that you're keen to start Project Awesome and that you want to start the international global relay of uh, Uh Project Awesome and let's make this happen in 2016. Danny, it's been an honor. Thank Thank you you so so much much. for coming on the show (laughs) and uh, I'll be back at Project Awesome. Great. Thank you. (laughs) There you have it, folks. I hope you enjoyed the interview as much as I did. And what I loved most about Danny is that he has such a genuine way to inspire people to take action and to get up in the morning. But beyond that, he's managed to create a community over at Project Awesome who helped each other transform each other's lives. And that's truly inspiring. It goes without saying that transformational power of fitness goes way beyond the physical aspect. And if you don't believe me, then I hope you get to one day join one of his tribes, maybe in London or elsewhere when it starts spreading like wildfire. One of my favorite quotes from today's show was when Danny said that if you're being yourself and being true to who you really are in your core, then you can't judge yourself because you're just being you so that's something to feel about for the rest of the day if you'd like to find out more about danny you can go over to his website at www.dannybent.com that's d-a-n-n-y b-e-n-t.com and if you'd like to find out more about project awesome or get involved go to www.project-awesome.com and you can also find both danny and project awesome over on facebook too you can also find his books, Not All Superheroes Wear Capes, and You've Gone Too Far This Time, Sir, on his website or Amazon. And if you like today's episode, make sure to let Danny know by sending him a tweet over at, at Danny Bent. And as always, if you've enjoyed what you heard today, please share this with a friend or someone you know that could use a little bit of a nudge or inspiration to get them going on the journey. And I'd love it if you could go over on iTunes and give the show a rating. And I'll make sure to read out all the top ratings in the next episode. But until next time, you know what time it is. It's time to take action.